talk so much of a plan that you're not listening. Because most of story, being a good storyteller actually just requires you to shut up so much of the time. Like you just actually need to listen to people. You're not gonna tell their story correctly. You're not gonna find the elements of, of it that other reporters, other storytellers have missed if you're not actually just being quiet most of the time and thinking and reacting to what's happening around you. Um, and so I learned better how to, to listen. Um, and I think like literally you can watch my work and you'll see as I've progressed that I'm listening more um, and that my questions react more just sort of naturally like what I hear, what's going on around me and not so much like a plan that I came in or a vision that I previously had for what the piece would be. How do you, going into an interview, uh, I always feel like, especially if you're interviewing somebody that gets interviewed a lot, like say if you're going, somebody high profile that's just sitting down talking with reporters or journalists every day and you want to create a story an experience for them that's that's different, right? You don't want to just go in and say, okay, here's the 10 questions they get asked every time because they go on autopilot and then it's like, here's the scripted canned responses. How do you get out of that and how do you approach these interviews in a way that you're going to be able to get something that's that's actually genuine and not like the the guise of being genuine? Probably the two ways in which I, I, I'm able to do that. And some people you can't do that with mm -hmm. because like yeah. they are pros. Yeah. They, like, they're, they won't show you anything about themselves that they haven't planned to to publicly show, so sometimes you can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times, you know, I'll be sitting in a politician's office, and usually their staff lets you in first, and you can set up, and they haven't come in yet. And I'll just look around and notice. Go through like, the desk and like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not that creepy. I'm not like going through their belongings, opening their wallet. Um, no, but I'll like they have all these cute, weird pictures of their kids mm. or things that they did when they were twenty. I'll, you know, I was in a politician's office the other day, and I noticed there were all these like. You know, there was a fireman's hat, and there were was a lot of, um, you know, sort of small trinkets and, and books like related to sort of being a man, a man in uniform. Um, and so I, you pick up those little things about their personality. It may have nothing to do with what you're there to talk about, mm -hmm. but I can just sort of get a sense of like who they are in their private life. And then when they sit down and we're miking them before we're rolling, I just start asking them about like. Yeah. who they are or that weird thing I saw or the, mm -hmm. the strange quote they have in the corner there that doesn't make any sense to me like kind of disarm them a tiny bit uh -huh. you know I've shown him I'm a human being who has some interest in him as a human being mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, you know that he can respond to me and he can bring up thoughts or he can bring up ideas about whatever situation we're discussing um, and it can be like a little bit freer and loose you know like we don't just have 20 minutes to hammer through whatever the major Trump talking point is for the week. Like, mm -hmm. we can like, be real for a few minutes at the end, middle, um, start, middle, and end. Um, and that's what I usually try to, like, kind of subconsciously or kind of casually show anyone that I interview, from a politician to Gavin Grimm. I want them to know, like, I'm a real person here who wants to tell a, a true story. And that's it.